to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Her Majesty's Attorney General and Crossland. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 15. And this is a very unusual case that we don't come across very often in the legal system as a whole, never mind at the Supreme Court level. It relates to the actual administration of justice itself, and has as its starting point another recent judgement that was handed down back in December 2020. That decision was the Crown on the application of Friends of the Earth Limited and Heathrow Airport Limited, which was 2020 UKSC 53. The details of those proceedings are not too important here. It is suffice to say that it was to do with the expansion at Heathrow Airport and Friends of the Earth lost that case. Another charity involved in the case was Plan B Earth, and they were represented by Timothy Crossland, who is the respondent in this case. He, along with the other representatives involved, received a draft copy of the judgment on the 9th of December, in line with standard practice. That judgment, and all the paraphernalia associated with it, is marked as strictly confidential. However, on the 15th of December, a day before the judgment was officially handed down so that everyone could read it, Crossland himself disclosed the outcome after he sent an email to the Press Association saying, quote, I have taken the decision to break the embargo on that decision as an act of civil disobedience. This will be treated as contempt of court, and I am ready to face the consequences, end quote. The statement was also published on Plan B's Twitter account and the result was that anyone interested in the case could find out the result before it was handed down by the Supreme Court. The President of the Supreme Court, Lord Reid, reported Crossland to the Attorney General and the Attorney General then applied to the Supreme Court to have Crossland committed for contempt of court. With this application there were three questions to be decided whether Mr Crossland knew of the embargo and, with that knowledge, disclosed the result of the Heathrow appeal to the public, secondly, whether Mr Crossland's conduct constituted a civil or criminal contempt of court, and thirdly, if the contempt of court is proved to the criminal standard, what is the appropriate penalty? Let's see what the panel of justices said about each of these issues and start with the findings of fact. This should be pretty easy because Crossland has admitted that he made the statement that appeared on Twitter, and within that statement he says that he is breaking the embargo, so he clearly knows what he is doing. Furthermore, the wording on the judgement left no room for doubt that it was to be treated as strictly confidential. With that out of the way, let's see what the justices said about whether the conduct represented a civil or criminal contempt of court. The argument put forward by Crossland was, to be polite, an interesting one, even if it stretched the bounds of credulity. He submits that his breach of confidentiality was a proportional response to the threat posed by global warming, and relied on Articles 2 and 10 of the European Convention on Human Rights to do so. As a quick reminder here, Article 2 is the right to life, and Article 10 concerns freedom of expression. Beyond that, Crossland's defence also relies on the criminal defences of necessity and duress. The analysis by the Supreme Court began by noting that contempt of court is something that goes beyond mere non-compliance with the court order, and instead represents a deliberate and serious interference with the administration of justice, 
as established in the case of Director of the Serious Fraud Office and O'Brien from 2014. Interestingly, they also note that some sort of ulterior motive does not have to be present, as per Solicitor General and Cox from 2016, although such a motive does clearly exist in this case. In these proceedings, the court order that is interfered with is the confidentiality requirement, and is therefore to do with the administration of justice itself. Such confidentiality orders are well-established parts of the justice system, and their breach is something that seriously undermines the whole process. There is a general public interest in the draft judgment procedure, and not abiding by it dents the authority of the court. Crossland's argument that his interference is justified does not stand up, because it seeks to place a court order on the same footing as a private agreement in, say, contract or equity. In terms of his human rights arguments, these are also without merit. For a start, the right to life is not invoked because there is no sort of reasonable connection between breaching the confidentiality order and putting a stop to the threat to life that climate change poses. So far as Article 10 goes, the embargo is certainly a restriction on the right to freedom of expression. However, this interference was necessary in order to achieve the legitimate aim of maintaining judicial authority, and the confidentiality order was a proportional means of achieving that aim. Furthermore, the criminal defences of necessity and duress have no application in this context. Crossland was therefore guilty of the criminal offence of contempt of court, and so the justices turned to the third question, which was about the penalty that he should face. Here they relied on guidance from previous contempt cases like Victoria Insurance Company Limited and Khan from 2019, and began by noting that this was a deliberate and criminal interference designed to gain publicity. There was also consideration of the harm caused, and here we know that the judgement was widely published on Twitter, which does risk significantly undermining the confidentiality, given that this is a completely public forum. However, the actual harm caused by the disclosure itself was pretty minimal. It was only a day before, and it was not as if this disclosure actually caused physical, mental or financial harm to anyone. Interestingly, it was also noted that there is a tendency to offer greater clemency to those who breach a court order as an act of civil disobedience, as seen in the recent case of Quadrilla Bolin Limited and Persons Unknown from 2020. Taking this into account alongside other factors such as Mr Crossland being of good character, the fact that his conduct does engage Article 10, Crossland's financial means and that he is also facing separate disciplinary proceedings before his own professional body, it was decided that a penalty of £5,000 was the appropriate fine to be imposed. As I said right at the start, this is a really strange case because it is a Supreme Court case about the Supreme Court. For me, this raised questions about how appropriate it was, and whether there was a conflict of interest. There is probably someone out there who knows a bit more about this than I do, but I did find it slightly problematic that the Supreme Court was judging a criminal case where the offence was the breach of a court order imposed by the Supreme Court itself. Of course, as we can see from the name of the case, it is the Attorney General who is the applicant here, so there is at least some separation but that is only after the case was referred to them by the Supreme Court. 
The other thing that is worth noting in this context is that of the panel of three judges in this case, none of them were judges on the Heathrow Airport case back in December. So that is at least some separation as well, even if it does remain a bit unique. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing, but these questions are worth considering critically. The case itself was pretty straightforward. I think that if you could speak to Crossland off the record, he would tell you that his own defence did not amount to much in legal terms. His statement even says that he is prepared to face the consequences of his actions, so the whole thing was pretty open and shut for the justices. Perhaps the only real question was about the penalty to be imposed. And when Crossland went to court, he was certainly prepared for the fact that he might have to serve time in prison. Fortunately, the justices showed a degree of clemency by only imposing a fine, and their reasons for doing so were also pretty interesting. We had standard factors such as Crossland's financial means and that he is a man of good character, but the fact that this was also an act of civil disobedience was something that worked in his favour. In other words, this was not something that was done maliciously, but was intended to make a political point, and that was something that deserved recognition by the court. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this. On the one hand, this is a criminal offence, and if justice is blind, then the motivation seems irrelevant, and the courts shouldn't be seen to be sympathetic to political causes. On the other hand, it is good that there is some discrimination between someone who is breaching a court order for their own selfish motives versus someone who truly believes that they are working towards some broader societal goal within the context of our democracy. Getting the balance right between preserving the sanctity of court orders while not clamping down excessively on acts of civil disobedience is not easy, but I think that not sending Crossland to prison and instead imposing a not insignificant fine is probably the right result. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, we saw the evidence given by Dominic Cummings to a select committee, and we analysed that from a legal perspective. If all of that sounds like something you might be interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week. But for now, bye!